companions, it's been a great act, and our players are hearing for the first time that episode 20 was the end of act one of Power Within. Really now? So are we, are we playing another episode, like, right now? Nope. God what? damn it. Wait, wait, wait. So it's over? <laughs> We're going to have ourselves a little roundtable talk. Hey, cool. Wait, did, did okay. we level up? You did level up. <laughs> yeah! Don't, don't throw us that pity no, level you up really, bullshit. No, you really, it was supposed to happen at this point. I You're won. now level four. Hey, oh, sweet. Shit. Get a feet. I'll get so, my level back if we keep playing. <laughs> so I know uh, the listeners haven't really heard when the level ups happen. We I purposely do that. Feel it's a little bit more of an aesthetic to not go over character sheet setup and stuff like that. But for the sake of when you know that everyone leveled up, um, they started at level one after the crocodile fight. The, the first crocodile. Oh, no, 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 no. There was a, oh. yeah, on, there was oh, a yeah. regular crocodile Damn. with just a marking on his forehead. Yeah. They went to so level boring two. Now after <laughs> regular old crocodile. Yeah. And then, um, crocodile. They went into the tunnel at one point, fought the animated armor. Whenever they exited the tunnel, we leveled them up to three. And now they are hitting four all the way at the Temple of Hanet. So can I just say shouts out to um, Matt for beasting that motherfucking golem. Yo, that's me. Like, I'm Finch and Matt. Yo, <laughs> no, we're, no, this is around like we're we're us now. Fuck that door shit. Stretch, <laughs> Stretch even wants to talk into the mic because it's a round table. Yeah, shout out to Stretch as well for puking about to do or, or about episode <laughs> yeah. fourteen or fifteen or that something. That was really like that. funny. That added a lot of comical relief to that episode. <laughs> what my do you opinion. have to say, Stretch? What do you have to say? Oh, <laughs> but um. Thanks, yeah. Let's kind of take a little bit of a round table. We'll start on the right side of the table to my direct right, where Finch sits. Matt, hoorah! What's going on, Matt? Like, what's going on with Finch? His character. Um. Well, now I kind of got this orb, and I still want to try and get up with the Crimson Command, and that's probably going to be the goal now is to get in touch with someone. I kind of, I'm kind of with Doroth on the fact that I do feel pretty fully inducted at this point. Um, I want, yeah, I, I want to get in touch with the Crimson Command and figure out what to do with this orb. But until then, I definitely think it is now my number one concern, and I will do anything to protect it. So, Finch, to everyone else though, like, who are these people to you? Like Velamir, Doroth, Keth, Astra. Like, are you like? Do you find that you're growing a friendship or do you still feel distant in a way? Because I know like whenever you first started as Finch, you didn't have that like paired introduction like they did where mm -hmm. they could feel any kind of connection. And you almost tried to stay back in Erendor uh, uh, to do what Crimson Command told you to do, but mm -hmm. they somehow convinced you to move on with them. Like how, what, how does Finch see these people now? Well, I mean, we've definitely been traveling and fighting and saving each other's asses for, I think, a long enough time for there to be a, a pretty strong uh, respect for everyone. Um, I think I definitely admire um, the uh, Astroketh friendship. I think I've the person I've probably grown closest to is going to be Felomir just because I feel like I can always turn to him for advice and information when I need it and 
He's usually got my back. And uh, Dor- <laughs> Doris is always some pretty fun comic relief as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'd say I definitely there's some sort of uh, closeness, even if it's not expressed in game. As awesome. Often as it should be. Love you guys. <laughs> so, uh, Felomir. Yes. What? What is Felomir's intent at this point? Who are who are, are these people expendable to you? Well, for the record, Felomir is Ryan T. As we'll go, we call him Ryan Rytom because his last name. But uh, since we have two Ryans at the table, we go by Rytom and Radams. But if somebody says Ryan, it may be referring to him. Just try and figure that out audio-wise. <laughs> I mean, we got to figure it figured out. So, but yeah, are these are these people expendable to you? Is your goal more important than the lives of these four? I mean, if you want to get technical, then my goal is more important than my own life. True. You gave up immortality for this. So uh, in that aspect, then yes, they are expendable. But um, they are not necessarily... I mean, expendable is such a, that's such a negative harsh, connotation. but Bellamere can sometimes be pretty harsh. I mean, I enjoy their company and their assistance with my goals they're worthwhile companions and i would be very upset if any of them died but i would continue with my journey it's so funny hearing (laughs) (laughs) what finn said after what he's he's worthwhile (laughs) i guess i mean i'm glad you feel that way i feel like i always could turn him oh he's all right (laughs) i have a job to do here So, your goal was the arcane well, and probably still is for sure. Primarily, yes. But an orb. Yeah, that's crazy. This happened like an hour ago for you. Yeah. That's actually physically showing itself in game. Yeah, that's definitely on uh, the top of my short list of things right now to be doing. I mean, we're still heading in the direction of Mithron. So, as long as that keeps happening, I'm going to have the orb be my priority so i mean who the fuck who ever has one of those right (laughs) so history wise like out of game um ryan felomir has probably played almost every one of my campaigns i think maybe there was one he didn't take part in and that one sucked and that was i mean this is 12 years in the making something like that so he's played several campaigns with me uh, I think only one you actually saw an orb. Yeah. Uh, we won't go into detail on it, but I think you actually, this might be the second time you've ever I seen an orb. I think two. I want to say two. Okay. But uh, that's counting like the very first one. But here now, though, this probably will go a little bit further with this, especially with Titus, the Rodanian soldier that was in the uh, Temple of Annette. It said that you guys are meant to protect them. Yeah. What is that journey to Felomir? Um, I'm not, I don't know. Protect them is, I'm very curious about them. I mean, I mean, I don't want them to fall into the wrong hands, but I am my, I'm very intrigued at the fact that this is a powerful magical object and I want to learn how it was created and what, are its practical uses 
And, you know, I'm thinking more along those lines as opposed to stopping evil, I guess you could say. Okay. Although, I mean, that is a goal. It's not... I'm very curious about them. I yeah. guess that's my my number one emotion at this point. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Doroth. Yeah. How are you connecting to all this? How like, where where are these guys now to you? Man, Doroth is first first and foremost, he's very glad to have a constant audience for people to like listen to his jokes and his songs and shit. Like he enjoys the fact that he has a tribe of people to like make fun of cheer on like all like because he never really had that i'm just gonna retcon that in my character of course. i mean never it was pretty much in your background already but yeah, yeah he's never had like a group of friends or whatever so this is like a new you know unique experience for him and he's getting kind of more and more because before he was like a little more like harsh with how he would treat everyone and are you? <laughs> it's okay. It's just a, it's just a round table now. You can okay. call. <laughs> okay. We're not we're not in for the Water. drama. We're in for the uh, the regular. But talk. it's so dramatic. That was, that was drama. Right I mean, there. he's still holding his drum. For God's sake, I'm still on the drum, dude. I, which, by the way, that drum is not a actual drum. It is a. It is a drum. Plastic it's, Tupperware. It's a drum. It's a bongo. It's a very mini bongo. Shut up. Uh, yeah, he's. Oh, he's um starting to they're starting to grow on him more like he like he's finally starting to use shit like the you know um what is it called bardic inspiration yeah the bardic inspiration like he's willing to like bust out heels for some people every now and then so what (laughs) (laughs) no i'm sorry Astra's paying attention to filming more than yeah i'm taking a i just took a panoramic picture and it's really funny (laughs) but yeah and um, uh, as far as the orbs are concerned, he's always heard about them, like yeah. in his tales or whatever. But this is the first time he has seen seen it. Yeah, like it's it's real. Like that's crazy. Well, we kind of retconned a little bit in your background with the um, Bardic College you took for level three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you've technically been to that college before, quote unquote. Um, but. You studied, but you never were at the capabilities to actually use that knowledge. But while you were there, you learned everything you could about the four orbs. And it was something that you had found interesting. So you learned everything. So we kind of retconned that into your background because you haven't been able to, whenever you hit level three, we were nowhere near a civilization for you to actually go to college, quote unquote. So we went to college in the past and I, oh yeah, I have all this knowledge. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you, for those who, for the listeners, Doroth pretty much knows everything about the four orbs. Well, he knows the tales and the stories and all that, but it's never been like concrete, like this but, exists. But that kind of- that is knowing everything in this world. Like, oh, really? Those tales and those stories are what people, like there's no documented anything other than those tales and stories that have been documented later oh, by okay. the Bardic College. But still, like you can choose to believe it or not when you read it. But like, there's no choice but to believe it now, because. So wait, he's, was Doroth seen it? Was Doroth not believing that they were? It's real? not like he wasn't believe. It was kind of like like a, oh, like a legend, like a. Like it may actually be out there. Like there's evidence in the world that it is, but he doesn't like see it. He doesn't see it as something he should like religiously. 
pay attention to. It's yeah. like, oh, it's have you heard about this shit? But now it's like, yo, this like this is happening for real. It's right there. It's in that dude's pocket. So speaking of feelings on facts, um, how about Astra's visions? Oh God, I thought that was such bullshit at first. <laughs> but like, as because we would be discussing it, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Like, this is such a waste of time. But the one where the centaurs the, ran over the bully was yeah, and then we ran up on that, and it had happened. I was like, okay, maybe there's a little validity to this, but I wasn't gonna just straight up be like, okay, I believe you now, like because I'm too proud for that. <laughs> so I just let it go. <laughs> Of course. So. Let it go. No. <laughs> no. D's not near her mic, so it probably didn't pick up, but she's singing Let It Go she's now. Oh, God <laughs> Could have moved on like it did. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. So, Kath, Astra's annoying you in real life right now, but. <laughs> A little bit. What about in game? Well, it's, uh, well, how long have we been traveling together? You and Astra. Three months now, probably, and then like two months for two the months rest of the group. Roughly. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, no, a month with the rest of the group. Month with the rest of the group. Um, oh, not even a month. No, it's been like a week and a half or two weeks with everyone. So yeah, you've probably been with Astra for about two and a half weeks. You've been with the other three for about two weeks. Okay. Well, there's definitely a, a fellowship that he feels with the rest of his comrades. Uh, with uh, Finch, he respects him as a warrior and as a, a, a ranger, someone that can track and you know do all kinds of nature shit. Uh, Felomir is really smart. I don't think Keth has ever met anyone that is as intelligent as uh, Felomir is and is constantly reading books and shit. Uh, Doris. Here's something I forgot to touch on. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> a really, really interesting dynamic. I mean, with, uh, tumultuous, I would say. <laughs> there, Death and th- you could say that y'all have had a little bit of a history of animosity toward each other. I mean, yeah. all the way back to the tavern. Yeah. I would say that. <laughs> when you Geth was just staring at Dorth, murdering. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to hit me. He was. You trying- did hit me. It was an accident. Twice. You know it was an accident. Once is an accident. You, wait, twice? twice? Okay, is intentional. explain twice. You, I don't remember you thunder-waved twice. everybody, and then you, like, threw your dagger or something. It was a crit miss on the short sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the thunder wave, I didn't know how it worked. First time I've ever casted it, I didn't know how it worked. Second time, I crit missed. Well, Kef. I realize that. The okay. Kevin doesn't realize that. Wow. All right. <laughs> Well, we got past that. So back to Kess' feelings on Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're complicated. And then, of course, with uh, with Astra, he's, he definitely feels a, a close kinship with her for reasons that we haven't gotten into in game, based on my background. Yeah. Um, speaking of Keth's background, he is the giant slayer. No one forget that. Ooh, slay oh, yeah. two giants. <laughs> oh, as far as the, the orbs go with Keth, he, he still doesn't really know the importance of the orbs or really what they are, but he realizes that this is like a, a fun new adventure to go on. <laughs> so uh, does that mean Keth is kind of like, I know Keth was in the sense of protecting a- uh, Astra because we had talked about that at one point in one episode. Um, but does that mean Keth is kind of thrown at like, getting back to Atherin to like the very last objective or 
Like, is is it Ash, Protect Astra, then Orbs, then Atherin, or is it... Yeah, I would say Astra, Orbs, Atherin. Okay. So, I mean, back, not to kind of take too far of a step back, but would you say Keth feels like he may have found a new clan with these four? Yeah, you could say that. Because he, did, he didn't really have anything back home in Atherin. He was, a, you know, a gladiatorial fighter or whatever, and then left not too much long after gaining his freedom so yeah okay all right astra you gotta put the phone away you gotta come talk now but stretch is so cute well this is d's first time playing dungeons and dragons that is a fact and she has somewhat of an important role i guess most people would think at this point how does that reflect on you deidre I mean, I guess that's cool. <laughs> Definitely helps in uh, character development, I think. Thank you. You helped me out in that aspect because I'm not the greatest at role playing. You're getting there. Um, you know, I just died. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So Astra and her visions. Mm -hmm. What was Astra's thoughts when they first started happening, though? Why is this happening? What? is going on why me can you think of any reasons why astra may be the one i don't know i feel like we've talked about it before as far as theories go but i don't remember honestly okay. <laughs> if i came up with anything good so what about the group though like how does astra feel about this group are they expendable like they are to felomir all right, you used that word, not me. Um, you actually did use that word. I am not an asshole <laughs> with a mustache. Um, Bitchin' mustache. So hot. <laughs> somehow he finds gel for it. <laughs> Every morning. It's magical. It's just a minor illusion. I'm actually bald. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to think about these guys at first. And, you know, definitely didn't trust them. Don't really trust anybody. Do you but... trust them now? Oh yeah, I mean they've saved my life countless times. I mean especially Keth, um, and he just revived me. So, so Keth is you would say is the most oh yeah closest companion you have. Yeah, I mean besides Oysterich, of course. Of course. <laughs> Which that was crazy. Wasn't expecting uh, Oysterich to. To have Find some his sort voice. of secret power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on the act, act one, a power within. What's everyone's feelings on it? How did it go? It was fun. I enjoyed playing it. Totally enjoyed dying, Dave. <laughs> Thanks. Not going to let that one go. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what about a power within, quote unquote? What's that in reference to, you think? I think that's in reference to us. Yeah. I think I th we all have some hidden power that we don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. We all have a, a particular role Stretch. to play Get down. <laughs> in the, the development of this story, i.e. the orbs. Which I can hold and not one, die. One of. One. What was some of your favorite moments? Bala Bala. <laughs> Balabala? Yeah, Balulabub. Balulabub? <laughs> on the other uh, 
fucking. Uh, I already forgot about Balul above. It's been like six oh episodes since he hadn't. <laughs> I love Balul. How yeah. dare you? <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to be a reoccurring character. <laughs> it's a turkadoo! <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Yeah, I mean, I edited. Like the first time I edited the episode where Balula Bub had his introduction, I was listening to myself talk like that for hours because of <laughs> editing. And I can't believe how much y'all loved him. I hated every <laughs> single minute of that editing process. He was miserable to me. Great. Oh God, dude, he was the shit. And it was an editing nightmare. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I think probably one of my favorite moments was the battle with the sisters. Oh, sure. Yeah, that was that, that was, was pretty hilarious. funny, <laughs> and I felt super proud for my role playing abilities. As a DM, I will say that hand. was probably my favorite moment was that entire fight. That was one of the best combat sequences I've had in recent memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was for a sure. lot of fun. The nothing, whole thing was very animated. There was nothing like serious about it. <laughs> like no one ever like was mad or like scared. It was just like <laughs> not even chaos. the witches. They were just laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, the bitches. I really enjoyed the part where um me and Balulabub were like coming down to like save you guys for some reason and we were in the tree and I hit like a super crit um, after Balulabub, I think, had thrown a spear and hit Cat. <laughs> he crit missed. And, I remember and, that yeah. crit missed. So he crit missed, and then I critted and just like slung an arrow right through the guy's throat. And that was, I felt pretty good about that one. That one was pretty cool. Yeah, the, the initial climb down was also funny whenever um, you were trying to figure out how to get off that platform and onto yeah, the tree. Yeah, that's what it was. And Balulabub was like, you don't have sticky fingers. You can't, <laughs> you can't just do what I'm doing. I think yeah, his innocence was really funny. <laughs> Definitely us hurting each other, like Doroth and Kess' little oh fight when we were in the um, tunnel or whatever. The fight in the animated armor or whatever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the tunnel, Pivac. Yeah. Still got Yeah, I him. feel like y'all forgot about <laughs> Pivac. Oh, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> I've just been distracted. <laughs> so out of game. I does, mean. Does Felomir this... really hate Pivac that I've much? I've never hated Pivac. <laughs> I I hate everyone's feelings of compassion for Pivac. Does Hannibal Lecter hate his victims? No, he just (laughs) just (laughs) hungers for brains. I just want to pick them apart. (laughs) Look, it's a it's it's not a living creature. That's my argument. That's Felomir's argument. It's it's a robot. It's a construct. And I me being me, I haven't seen many of those. And I want to see how they work. Wrong. That thing is more valuable to me in pieces than whole. I, on the other hand, see it as a, at least something somewhat of a living thing, and it's so unique and something that I've never seen before, and for some reason, it likes me, and we get along, so I, I, I find it and our relationship to be very special, even if I kind of forget about them sometimes. Pivac only um, likes you for I, your buttons. Whenever okay. whenever we get to a down, I do plan to buy some metal and also kind of like see if I can take him somewhere, see if anyone know, yeah, knows yeah. anything about him. I'll but I do not want Felomir taking my bird apart. <laughs> I'll put him back together. You just said he's more valuable to you in pieces. Well, just in the initial deconstruction. If you can put him back together. I can put him back together. The scene when we're fighting the skeletons, like when we first go into the temple, and Keth grapples one, and I'm like <laughs> riding on his back, and he like holds it up to me, and like yeah. gets him to his face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was pretty sweet. That, that was, was great. Good. 
That was the the little boy that exploded. That was that oh, was yeah. sad. Yeah, that was intense. R.I.P. I like yeah. the uh, <laughs> the fucking innkeep or whatever the bartender. Oh what, fuck! What that was guy that? was cool. <laughs> what was yeah. his that name? guy was hilarious. <laughs> Was he? Was it a redneck voice? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it started with an L. I'm pretty sure. I do not remember. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember the barkeep. I at know all. that y'all wrote it down. I don't even know how I did that voice. I can't even try right it now. It was huh? like a dude at a truck stop or something. It's like, well, I reckon y'all wanna wanna yeah, a lot of What's gonna happen, Dave? Yeah. What's happening next? Let's ask you some. Where are we going? Well, what's happening next? From what I can tell, your goal is to get to Gamor next. Gamor being where the Crimson Command headquarters is. Mm-hmm. That's all I know is going to happen next. Come on. You, you know, know This Phelan guy's town is just on the way to Gamor. He's not actually in Gamor, right? Um, well, he's not even taking us you to could, town. You could technically... Yeah, he did say he's going west. What's up with that? Well, that's the way to Gamor, right? Well, it's the way to get out of the woods the fastest. Uh, okay. But, um, I mean, Act 2 will reveal where y'all start. Um, oh, is it going to be like time pass? We will probably see some time lapse here. Good. I don't think it'll be important from here to there to move forward with any kind of story-driven aspect. You don't you don't want us to fight some bandits and wolves? No. <laughs> See, that's something we're going to be avoiding with this podcast is like random bandits? encounters on long travel. Wait, so is it going to be DM are you? like how on a sitcom or something when you start a new season we all have like new clothes and hairstyles and shit? <laughs> <laughs> like that'd be cool. Slight amount of Botox. One of us has a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Keep in mind, we do have Twitter and Reddit and and an Instagram now. And some of us all have a little piece here or there in the process of communicating with you guys if you want to talk to us. Um, Twitter would be me and uh, Ryan Adams, probably more than. Astra. I post every like blue moon. Like, if I see something that's funny or whatever, I think it's something I'll post it, but it's mainly Dave. Um, and then Keth, Steven, um, he is taking part on the Reddit with me. So if you want to go to our subreddit slash r slash for orbs, you can communicate with us directly, discuss theories, topics, anything that you want to about the podcast. And of course, I'm not going to reveal any kind of mysteries because what's the fun in that, fellow mayor? It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, Astra is handling the Instagram. I barely touch that one. Um, and then Facebook, I think, is pretty much all me because pretty much everybody got rid of Facebook. Well, I well, see when uh, when Forbes gets stuff through Facebook. I usually let you do the answering, but yeah. I, I read and kind of hover over all of it. Yeah, Matt. Matt's administering the Facebook. Yeah, I and I'm working it. on the Twitter thing, but like the handle that I started it with, I can't log into anymore, so I actually got to like call Twitter. What was that handle? Alamo <laughs> Hendrick, just like I use for everything. No, I else. mean the the AOL.com website <laughs> <laughs> email address. Uh, yeah. The man Zoltan at AOL.com. <laughs> I got that after uh Dude Where's My Car came out when I was Feel in, free like, to spam period. that email address because yeah. he's not using it. Anymore. Yeah, he doesn't know how to get into it. 
<laughs> Zoltan. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah, follow follow Ryan Adams on Twitter. It's at Ron Trees Mexico. Um, Y'all already know that. There's at the Four Orbs for the podcast itself. Then there's at Dave X O L E for myself. Then there is at Deidre Ann. Mm-hmm. That's D I E D R A, not the other Deidres that are out As there. As Siri would say it, Deidren. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steven made a new Twitter account called at Kath the Giant Slayer, I believe. Or uh, Kath Giant Slayer. Or uh, something. I'm you, looking. You <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right. You did. Um, Follow Stretch. Felomir, a.k.a. Ryan Tomlinson, does not utilize any social media accounts. No, you but can, he you is can text on it. me, though. <laughs> <laughs> if, you want, if you want his uh, phone number, you can, sit at, you can ask me, and I'll see if it's okay with it. <laughs> yeah, do that. Um, if you think Ryan's voice is hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt is, as he said, at Elmo Hendrick. Find me on that Instagram. That's a CH at the end of Hendrick. Don't, don't fuck that up. And that was at Keth Giant Slayer. At Keth Giant Slayer. Was Keth the Giant Slayer taken? Yeah, it actually was. Oh, Keth the Giant Slayer was taken? Yes. It was, it was either taken or it was too long. I can't remember. I want to say it was taken, though. Everyone Weird. spam Keth the Giant Slayer. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, Four Orbs was taken, so just at Four Orbs. I had to, That's the only account where we had to use the Four Orbs in front of it. That's I like hate it. when I created an Instagram for Stretch the Dog. and Or, well, we started hashtagging before we created an Instagram. And there were other people hashtagging stretch the dog and like they so, had a dog named stretch i know or something. so then i had to start hashtagging the real stretch the dog <laughs> well it wasn't wow. even a long dog they named stretch it was just a regular yeah, size I think it was dog. like a golden retriever or something <laughs> don't judge them their dog name i hope you're listening and you need to get rid of that hashtag <laughs> we're gonna show up and stretch your dog i'll give you five bucks for it well, I think that's going to be the end of this round table for the end of Act 1. I hope, again, I think I've said it already, but hope you enjoyed the 20 episodes. We will see you on episode 21, starting Act 2, which I won't reveal the name of yet. Because you don't know it. Because I don't know it. Mm. Got him. Got <laughs> him.